When looking for a new home, location is so important. And as sports fans, you obviously want to be close to your favorite sports teams. So if you're in the market of buying a new home, you gotta check out Aria Denver Homes. They are located just 10 minutes away from downtown, Coors Field, Pepsi Center, and Bronco Stadium at Mile High. So what makes Aria Denver unique is the home buying process is all about you. You know, we offer free home inspections. We make sure we're in a great location in Denver, um, as well as we outreach into the community and have a lot of involvement with a lot of different businesses, as well as, you know, parks and other areas in the location. Like Tyler mentioned, Aria Denver believes the home buying process is all about you. That's why they offer that free home inspection, customizable finishes, and brand new appliances. But that's not all. So we specifically have a greenhouse on campus at Aria um, that residents are able to sign up for a subscription service and have fresh veggies delivered to, to their door each week. And then we also have a great relationship with Regis University. So our partnership with Regis allows residents to have access to the fitness center and gym. Move today where everyone wants to live tomorrow. To learn more, go to www.aria.denverskylofts.com or call them today at 720-372-1022. Welcome into the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Licks and All. And don't take our word on the Licks and All. Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. He's a huge fan of the hemp balm, which is a topical pain reliever that's just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase will go to a non-profit today when you make your purchase at elixinall.com. Whew. First <laughs> afternoon <laughs> practice out here, Zach. And we have lived a privileged life. <laughs> of coming out here nice and early in the morning before the sun's beating down on our tent and turning it into a sauna. Um, and I I feel a lot of sympathy for our friends down the way here. Uh, I heard Stokely and Zach on earlier. This, these guys got to be out here every day. I'm feeling whiny about Ooh. it. And I'm curious. Here's a big question today. What is Vic wearing? Does he... Because, 100% the, the sweater. It's easy. It's easy. To wear the sweatshirt no, not. in the morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little chilly in the mornings. Oh I'm not going to lie until you get out in the sun. So it, with Vic, it's easy to do that in the morning and play up the, you know, air-conditioned skin roll that he's been doing. But come on, this is hot. I've never seen him in short sleeves ever. No? Actually, do, yeah, do I have. Like a little golf polo. I've oh, seen. I was going to say, if you'd never seen it, do you think he just has tattoos all up and down his arms, that would arm be so sleeve tattoos. Dope. Maybe it's like, like just a Raiders and Chiefs. Oh, that wouldn't be dope. <laughs> what if he just had like, what if he just had like all these crazy like intense tattoos of like skulls and crossbones, <laughs> or hearts and stuff? Oh, that yeah, that still seems highly less likely. <laughs> um, he'll be in the sweater. Oh my god! I would gosh. I would put significant money on that. <laughs> you throw the mortgage on it throwing the mortgage on it. <laughs> um 
it's so hot. I don't. I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We obviously expect rain just because it's the afternoon in Colorado, but it looks like there's a chance he might be able to get away with this first one. And I think if you just get away with one, that's a win. Uh, we're hoping he ends practice early. But Zach, what I want to start with you today is we're 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 past off day number one. We've had I don't know what 36 hours to digest the first five days of training camp, which is hard to digest anything during training camp. And I'm not talking about stomach wise, <laughs> but I thought you were talking stomach wise. You never know. Um, a lot of coffee, you know, <laughs> that helps the digestion. I was going to say that then stuff is definitely processing quicker <laughs> than 36 hours. So now that you've had a nice cup of coffee to wash it through, what do you think of the first five days? <sighs> the biggest thing that comes to my mind, Ryan, is are we more encouraged about the defense or worried about the offense? And, and that's probably just the best place to start. And I think the conversation will unfold from there. And it's, it's a tough question, and obviously, on one hand, it's encouraging. On the other hand, it's extremely discouraging. I don't. I just don't know what to do with it. Uh, it's the hardest thing about covering these things. I remember learning it my first ever fall camp watching the Buffs. I'm like, wait, was that a bad throw or a good play? Was that a blown coverage or an awesome throw? It's yep. like it, there's so much, and, and there's so much to watch that you just can't always know what happened. Right. Um, but five consecutive days of defense dominating offense isn't missing something it isn't oh I couldn't tell what happened on that play it's a it's a solid sample size uh and I said it on the you know the BS uh, or sorry on the Denver sports mm-hmm. podcast I said if if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed the offense is terrible if you just had a nice cup of coffee with some foam on top well then the when the defense <laughs> is great uh it just depends on your mood at the time but I'm I'm just going to be honest. I'm highly, highly concerned about the offense. Yep, that's exactly where I lie as well. And, hey, I woke up on on the great side of the bed today, yesterday, all of training camp, but I can't lie, Ryan. I, I thought we were going to see a step up, whether it was a massive step up just for, from every single piece of the offense or a minor step up, again, from every single piece of the offense. I thought that's what we were going to see even at the start of training camp. I was not expecting the offense to come out and beat the defense day in and day out, five straight days, three straight days, two straight days. But come on. I mean, the last practice that we saw on Monday was, I don't even know what word you use, panic. Panic is the word you could use just from that one practice. Now, panic in general, I'm not there yet. But you could use that. It was so bad. And, Ryan, why I have to say I'm more worried about the offense is look at every single group. You can make a, a reason that they are, I don't necessarily want to compare to last year, but that there's massive reason to worry, except for running back. Not massive reason to worry, but even there, I looked at you midway through practice on my day, and I said, Philip Lindsay looked phenomenal day one. We haven't seen him since, and not necessarily his fault, but we, we just hadn't, we, we saw what, seven plays on, uh, on the very first day of practice were blown away by Phil, and in the cutbacks, they just weren't running those plays, and it, it got a little bit concerning, then literally, I think, 30 seconds later, Phil catches a screen pass in the flat, makes a defender juke, or makes a defender miss by a quick juke, and, and walks into the end zone, so I'm not worried about Phil, but every other position, including quarterback, you can point to and say, Oh, no. Do you want the um, optimistic thing that I learned? Or do you want me, should we keep going down this path or should I bring in a sure. little, a little the, the, sprinkle of Sure. Give people something to be happy about. Talk talked to someone I really trust 
the other day as it relates to football and um, just, you know, that, you know, the, the ins and outs, the X's and O's, because um, I've never considered myself to be an X's and O's master when it comes to football. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I understand the game at a pretty high level, but I'm not going to claim to be some, you know, guru when it comes to X's and O's. And so I talked to someone that I, that I really trust and I said, have you ever seen this offense installed before and how long does that take? And without hesitation, they said it takes a while. Um, it's a big transition for everyone. And they said, you know, if you didn't have a quarterback that had already done it, I would have just written this year off and said it's going to take a whole year to get this system into place. But you have the most important thing, which is a quarterback who's done it. Now there's still some really difficult steps you have to take. Um, the one that they mentioned the most was the offensive line. And they said it's going to take a while for the offensive line to figure out this scheme. Um, I had never heard it described this way, Zach. What they, what they, the way they said it to me is with this zone blocking scheme um, – the, the way that the, off, the offensive line has to do it is they're supposed to block as they're kind of, you know, making their move downhill. They're supposed to block the most quote-unquote dangerous defender in their area. And all of them have to make that decision within three feet, three to four feet of moving. And if one, if two guys pick the same guy, they're both wrong. And so there's a long process of understanding and communicating and, and, and talking to each other and figuring that out. So from a Phil perspective, I think that's having an effect. You're, see, you're not seeing Phil necessarily make bad decisions. You're seeing Phil get swallowed quickly by the defensive line. Um, the other thing I heard from um, a source was that Von Miller has been sharing a lot of tips with all of the outside linebackers as it relates to how to defend this offense um, because he's, he's done it before. And what he's essentially telling anyone who's on the edge is just stay home no matter what. Just stay home no matter what. Don't go downhill with, uh, with the line as they're going. So that's hurting the cutback lanes, but more importantly, it's hurting the bootlegs. How many times, Zach, have you seen – Joe Flacco come off a bootleg, Drew Locke come off a bootleg, Kevin Hogan come off a bootleg, and there's just a defender right there in their face. All the time. It feels like every time they try it. Now you could say, hey, uh, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't every defense just do that to the Broncos' offense when, uh, when that time comes around? And it's a decent point. One thing is it's just not going to be as easy to be that disciplined because you're out there on the field with the lights on and you're going to want to make plays. Everyone does. Uh, and, and the other thing is they're, you know, that allows some cutback lanes um, more in the middle of the field if that down backer isn't coming down and crashing after the, the running back. So I'm not sprinkling uh, fairy dust on this thing, but what I'm telling you is at least there's something here you can point to as, okay, it's not necessarily just the offense can't cut it. It's one, there's a transition, and two, this defense knows exactly what they're doing. And I'm not, I'm not worried about the run game. And honestly, the run game is pretty much impossible to judge during training camp, and that's why we haven't talked about it much, is we don't want to blow smoke to you guys about what's going on in the run game. And I'm not worried about the discipline from other teams because 
it's great Von Miller knows to stay and be disciplined. Every defensive coordinator can say that. And like you said, whether it happens in games or not, it's easier to do in practice. Like you said, I'm worried about individual one-on-one matchups on the line, outside, with tight ends, uh, and Joe Flacco. And what, what I've seen in pass protection is Von Miller constantly win. Is that a concern? I don't know. You, you do take that with a grain of salt because it's, it's Von frickin' Miller. Bradley Chubb, seen the exact same thing, and I'll give him the Von Miller treatment. I'll say, you know what? I'll, I'll give the tackles some, some edge. Derek Wolf has destroyed the interior of the offensive line. Absolutely destroyed. Is it Derek Wolf? Uh, maybe this is his prime year. I don't know what year you can really point to and say it was his prime year. Maybe the Super Bowl year? Maybe this is his prime year? What if he's just the Derek Wolf that, that he's been, which is a really good player, but not a guy that is constantly blowing up the lines, and that's a reason for concern. And the one I can't get past. We've seen Demarcus Walker have a few sacks going up against the first-team offense in different days, multiple days, and that's where I'm just like, okay, I, I just I can't write it off just in terms of individual matchups. And then you just look at the rest of the offense. So many dropped balls. Um, you know, Vic said the answer to that is catching more balls from the jugs, from the quarterbacks. Um, what What's he going to say? There, there's no magical fairy dust to sprinkle on the receivers. It's a concern. Uh, I love, I love what I see from Emmanuel, but he's not out here. And that's my last bit of um... – slight optimism is I already knew that this offense wasn't good without Emmanuel Sanders. I said it a lot during the offseason. So did you. And so while it's not, um, again, it's not a magical thing that you just say, okay, well, Emmanuel's going to walk out here and they're all of a sudden going to be good. But I can't tell you Emmanuel's going to walk out here and they're all of a sudden going to be better. And that gives me a slight amount of hope. So it is, I'm, I'm exactly where Vic Fangio is. Concern, not panic. I'm getting close, though. When's the next off day? Sunday. What day is it? Tuesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Who knew? Good news. Uh, yeah, good news. So we've got Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yep. <laughs> the offense better win one of these. Oh, boy. If they start with nine consecutive practices of L's to the defense, <laughs> then I'll be panicked. And if they win one... One and eight, but I you, you just need to see some progress. That's where we are right now, Ryan. I agree with you. There has to be some progress. And Vic, that was on Monday when Vic talked about the offensive concern, right? So the last time we talked to you guys, Vic said was asked, "Are you concerned about the offense?" And he said, "Not really." Well, yes, but not panicked. Were you? Supp- I was shocked. It, and and it's, I thought about this a lot yesterday. I was shocked he even admitted that there's some concern. It, the easiest answer would have been for him to say, "No, it's oh, early." Look, guys, yeah, five five it, uh, five practices in. It always takes longer for the offense. That's truly how I feel. Wild. Yeah. I think may, maybe he's reading his press clippings and he's enjoying the fact that the media <laughs> loves him right now. Yep. Yep. And we talked about how honest he is yep. and how he shoots us straight. Yep. Maybe he likes that, yep. that reputation. Yep. And because he lied, and then he decided, you know what, I don't want to lie right now. Yep. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with him. Split-second decision. Yep. Um, crazy to hear that. Cra- uh, that's the most concerning thing I've heard. Right. 
Is, and that's why you can you can legitimately say you're more concerned about the offense than the defense is when the head coach says he's concerned about the offense. The head coach who loves his defense beating the <laughs> offense. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to just get some, breathe some positivity into this. What is your favorite thing that you have learned through training camp? That could be about a player, about a unit, about a coach. What is it? I've, I've loved what I've seen from the new guys in the secondary. It gives me so much hope that this Broncos team can have the the great pass rush and also have the great secondary, which was obviously their formula uh, to win Super Bowl 50. And I've I've loved what I've seen from Bryce Callahan. I've loved from what I've seen Kareem uh, from what I've seen in Kareem Jackson. And then obviously you love what you've seen from Chris Harris just all the time. He's been absolutely balling. And then I'd be remiss not just say the absolute dominant pass rush that, that, that we've seen. My favorite thing, we just talked about it. It's Vic Fangio. I am, and there's been no games, so I can't go all in on Vic Fangio quite yet. I'm so impressed by him. Every single day he stands up there, and I, and I tweeted this. Last year, every single day Vance Joseph got up there, and you and I, it, like clockwork, when he walked off the podium and we started walking back towards the media room, we would look at each other and say, what was he, what was that? <laughs> why did he say that? You know, it was always something like, why wouldn't he have just said this? Or, or what was he talking about there? Or, wow, it was a real big tell with X, Y, or Z. Yep. The, the exact opposite happens now. Every day I walk away and I'm just like, oh, he's good. He's good. That made sense. You know, I, I've said that made sense about something that Vic Fangio has said more than maybe anyone I've ever talked about in my life. Every time he says something, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yep. And so, to me, he's going to be the straw that stirs this drink. Um, we've talked so much about the ridiculousness of them still trying to replace Peyton. It's not Joe Flacco. It's not Philip Lindsay. While those guys can be leaders in their own right, I think it's Vic Fangio who's going to take the steering wheel, grab it with both hands, and steer it in the right direction. If it's going to happen, it's going to be him. And I'm really, really encouraged by the way that he acts everything he does has a purpose every drill he does is for a reason he's he's himself unapologetically and to me if this thing is going to get back on the right direction it's going to be Vic Fangio's doing yeah I I completely agree with you he has taken control of the team Ryan there's a there's a there's an adult in the building now and that's that's so important because Things are going off the rails a little bit with the offense right now. It's important that he either jumps in the meeting rooms and says, let's get this back on track now, or he tells Rich Gangrel, look, Rich, this is your first shot. Don't wait until week 14 to try to take control of this offense. Take control now. Well, if you guys are in Denver and you want to hang out with us too and have multiple cold snacks, and I'll just say this. After multiple cold snacks, I start t- telling a lot more Broncos <laughs> stories. I'll, I'll just be honest. You'll hear you, you get the, the more I drink, the further you get into the locker room. Uh, if you want to do that, this Friday, uh, we are going to have the BSN X. You know how like when uh, rappers collab, yep. it's like Kanye yep. West yep. X, Little Nas <laughs> X. Um, I always thought that was Times. Oh no, probably not. I think it's. I don't. I actually. I don't know. I just say X. <laughs> Is it like bye? I have no idea. I'd multiply the two. 
<laughs> what is what is Kanye West times Little Nas X? Oh my! You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> that's for sure. I don't think they've ever collabed. <laughs> I don't, of all the people that have done an Old Town Road remix, Kanye is not on <laughs> not on the list. I don't think so. Anyways, uh, BSN Denver Breckenridge Brewery. We're putting on a bar crawl that's going to uh, be on this Friday night. Zach and I, we don't have practice until the afternoon again, so we'll prepare to sweat out whatever we drink <laughs> sitting in this sauna that is our tent. Oh, we'll be in a stadium for that one. Oh, that is the uh, – yep. oh, nice. Sweet. We'll be in the air conditioning. Yep. Oh, fantastic. What a great <laughs> what great news. So, anyways, this Friday, we're going to do a bar crawl, and it's going to be so fun. We're going to start at Blake Street Tavern, which you guys know, for me, is, is the GOAT. Um – it is life. We're going to play Stack Cup there. Mm. Are you familiar with the game? I am. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Really good drinking mm-hmm. game. Uh, and guess what? You guys are going to get to play for free. All Ooh. the beer is going to be bought by us, BSN Denver. Ooh. So if you haven't played Stack Cup, it's anyone can play. It's easy. Uh, we're going to play that there. There's also going to be deals on Breckenridge beers as we hang out at Blake Street Tavern. Of course, Tavern. of course. Then after Blake Street Tavern, we're going to head over to Sports Column. We're going to get some food there. Um, I'm going to have the wings with the suicide <laughs> sauce because they're incredible. So we're going to go hang out there. Uh, and at that bar, we are going to play flip cup mm. again. You guys get to play for free. Oh, and I didn't even mention if you win, you're going to win prizes. Mm. So that may be a Breckenridge brewery t-shirt. That may be a gift card to Blake street tavern. That may be whatever, uh, you know, a Philip Lindsay homegrown shirt. Here's my advice. Just become good friends with me because you're not going to beat me. Ooh. So you might as well be, be friendly so that I give you the prize. Mm, we'll see about yeah. that. Yeah. So anyways, we go on to Sportscom. That's where we're going to play Flip Cup. Uh, we're going to have some food there and whatnot. And then we are going to finish at the Ice House, uh, which is a really cool bar. And there we are going to play beer pong. Mm, again, same, same deal. Be friends with me. Oh, and let me tell you. You don't have to pay for any of the beer. <laughs> You're just going to come and get drunk with us for free. It's pretty awesome. And there's going to be sweet deals of, hey, you don't want to drink what you know whatever we're putting in the cups. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but if you want something else, we're going to have awesome deals there too. This is honestly one of the biggest no-brainers of all time. If you're in Denver, you have to go. Easy. Easy cheese, as you would say. So shout out to Breckenridge Brewery for collabing with us on this. That's another word that they use <laughs> in the, the hip industry. That, know, that makes collab. a lot more sense than X or times or maybe multiply. That, maybe X is a symbol that just mm, represents collab. Right, because you don't want collab just written out there. Right. And it ruins the mood. Right, exactly. So anyways, did you see my new sticker? Ah, I did. Now I can drink Breckenridge beer even when i'm drinking water (laughs) it's an amazing thing and at the concert i was at on monday a lot of those stickers everywhere in the venue i i couldn't look anywhere without seeing them Uh, anywhere without seeing them ryan really yeah i I sent you a picture of where one was located oh that is true yes (laughs) yep someone stuck their hand in the toilet to put the breckenridge sticker in the toilet. Was that one of their haters, though? I don't think so. I think like, it's like, I love it. it. I think, no. Have you ever seen the movie I Love You, Man? Yes. And uh, the other real estate agent buys urinal cakes with his face on it. Oh, right. And he says, anywhere I can be seen. That's true. <laughs> that that might be the thing. You know, I was at a wedding 
not too long ago. And oh, here comes the music. Did you eat a urinal cake? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 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 um, I was at a wedding and someone was both the dad and the best man in their speech <laughs> referenced the fact that they were givers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, no way, no way this is happening oh right now. Oh my gosh. If you've seen, I love you, man, you you'll get the reference. But I, I was like, is this really going to happen right here, right now, right in front of us? We're going to see it like reenacted right in front of- Like if you've ever seen that movie, you never yep. include the word giver <laughs> in your speech. No way. No way. Speaking of giver, have you seen the movie, the giver? Yeah, no, no. Mm. you read the book, maybe. Yes, ah, you're more One of them. educated than I. <laughs> the Giver, man, I saw that. It was awesome. Mm. Really good movie. Like yesterday? Or did no, we just, like we just bringing up random, random ago. movies. Okay, I yeah. just I said Giver, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, The Giver. That's a great movie. <laughs> okay, anyways, before we move on, The Giver, it's a game-changing movie. Mm. Strava is some game-changing coffee. Ah. it's CBD enriched. And it's really changed lives. Uh, when you read their reviews, what you'll see is that it has helped people with a ton of different stuff. Back pain, arthritis, IBS, anxiety, you name it. And it's all natural. Uh, CBD is a non-psychoactive ingredient. And plus, you're going to love the coffee. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. And you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Okay, Zach. So I kind of forgot to tell the people that we were taking a day off yesterday. So I'm going to take an L there. That's my bad. Um, we, what, how many days in a row did we go? Like 10? Yeah. Yeah. So we finally got a break. Um, I should have warned you guys again, my fault, but because of that, we suffer the consequences of having what 30 <laughs> questions here. Yep. So we got to work quick and efficient and I'm sure that will be easy. First one coming from down the gooch says, howdy coming into this season. My biggest team concern was the O-line. A lot of people fe- felt that way. Hearing that the O-line is having issues right now is a bummer, but it makes me wonder, is this a case of the offensive line being bad, or is it more of a situation that our D is just that good? I want to believe the O-line will be better, but Bowles is synonymous with holding calls, and when a backup is getting more praise than a starter, that is never a good sign. Tell me something reassuring. If you can't, that's okay. I'm starting to get used to being disappointed in this offense. Wow. Yikes. Um, If I ever write a memoir... It's going to be called, was the offense good or was the defense bad? <laughs> the Ryan Konigsberg story. 30 years of covering the Denver yeah, Broncos. 30 years of training camp. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, y- you can only point to clues that you already have, right? The clues tell us that the defense is normally good and the offense is normally bad. And that's the, that's the hardest thing about this. And with the offensive line specifically, we had a lot of questions coming in. And so it's hard to just write it off as, oh, my God, the defensive line is so good. Um as for Bowles, he really has not been the focus of the problems, in my opinion. It's been everyone, and that and that means he's had some plays. But it's not just Bowles. It's everyone. Um, in fact, I remember the bull rush from Bradley Chubb on Reisner. Other than that, Reisner's been decent. But between the low snaps, the right side of the line collapsing for an entire day once, um, you know, Bowles ended up sacking Joe Flacco at one point. It's just... <laughs> it's not been good so far. And and why why I point to the why why I'm going to say it's the offensive line is because last year Case Keenum was was making plays left and right and it wasn't just him scrambling. The offensive line wasn't good, but it wasn't this bad from what I remember. So, got a point there. Let me ask you a question. Am I do you think I'm harder on Garrett Bowles than the average person? No. 
Okay, I just wanted to know. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I didn't think so. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next one coming in from MillerLife58 says, Hey guys, new subscriber here. I was on the fence about subscribing. How? But the new deal with the discount code was too hard to pass up. Good. I've been listening to the podcast for months. Is this an Amigos song? <laughs> Every time there's a break? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can do that for the rest of this comment. Just chime in. I've been listening to the podcast for months, and the depth whoop, you whoop. guys go into my favorite sports teams is unmatched. Uh. I never have I have never been so excited for a Broncos season to start, and your podcast is a big reason for that. <laughs> Anyways, I was wondering what you guys think are going to be the biggest things are going to be the biggest things differently schematically this year that we are going to notice between last year's offense and this year's. I remember getting so frustrated last year watching us before be super predictable and have no creativity in what we were running. Run, run. (laughs) I'm really hoping that is not the case this year. Nope. I guess we'll start there. Okay, I wasn't listening (laughs) to the question at all. I was just waiting for you to take a breath. It It was pretty good. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to stop so but halfway through the comments, so I would shut up. Uh, no, it was good. <laughs> Difference in schematics this year. In terms of the offense? Everything, yes. Okay. Um, from an offensive standpoint. Yes, it's, offense, offense. I think we're just uh, we're seeing the vanilla version of the Kubiak offense right now. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want it to happen again. You can't take a break. You can't. Go, we're going dead noise. We're going dead noise. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know what this. I don't. I honestly wasn't listening to you to this question. <laughs> Except ta- the fact that we're very happy to have you on board, Miller Life Fifty Eight. We've talked about the, uh, you know the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. We've talked about the the innovation that Rick Scangarello, Rich Scangarello, can bring into this offense, and we've just yet to see it. Yeah. And so, wow, that was an exciting thing about having a younger guy working in this offense. Um, I think he's still in the in- install of just the base, you know. So I haven't seen, for example, the. Fake reverse. Have you seen the fake re- or the fake jet sweep? Nope. Like that's something that you can add in here that can m- give a wrinkle. And, and honestly, when that happens, when you do see it, it's probably going to be Emmanuel Sanders running that. Um, but I just I, I, so far, I've just seen the the vanilla version of the West Coast. You know, whoever you want to credit it to, whether it's Bill Walsh, Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, or someone else. Obviously, Walsh was the founder of it. But whoever's offense you want to call it. Uh, I just haven't seen the innovation yet, so but 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 it'll come. It'll come. We're early. Yeah, it's definitely going to come. What I'll tell you is this offense and this defense are going to look completely different. Like, there's a new coaching staff here or something. It's not going to look anything like last year. He says, also, what should we expect going into the Hall of Fame game? How much is East Unit going to play? And do you think Drew Locke will be able to pass up Kevin Hogan by the time that game starts? I have an answer to one of those questions. No, Drew Locke will not pass Kevin Hogan by that time. He should. I mean, he should have passed him. What, the second second practice ever? That's going to end up being a, a blessing in disguise. Right, because Drew Locke is going to end up playing more because Kevin Hogan starts the game. Um, so, so no, but he won't. Vic, Vic Fangio said there's not going to be any changes there until, what, a game or two into preseason? I'll predict this. Kevin Hogan, quarter one. Drew Locke's quarters two and three. Brett Ribbon, quarter four. I would love it. That would be good. That would be good. And um, spec going in the Hall of Fame, we, we don't know. We don't know yet. That's something that... Probably after Saturday, we'll get a very good feeling for. 
All right. This one comes in from DBN. <laughs> he says, the name is just a play on the Denver Nuggets. A, bu- <laughs> <laughs> a butt nugget is just a turd, he says. Wow. And that's what I call my dog 90% of the time. Wow. Well, Wait, we're gonna so s- is that a dingleberry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to just call you DBN. <laughs> says, Jake Butt had nothing to do with the name, but if football doesn't work, y'all just gave me a million-dollar idea for him in the fried chicken business. Nope. No, no, we didn't. I, I don't even want to think about where this is going. Speaking of food, Beef Supreme <laughs> chimes in. Speaking of, like, dingleberries or something. <laughs> Beef Supreme chimes in and says, if you seri- seriously make a Flacco vape shirt, <laughs> I'll buy five. Imagine it. Elite Dragon Flacco blowing O's like a vape god. <laughs> so this would be like the Smoking Jay Cutler, right? Oh, just I like forgot a about Smoking J- Jay. Different meaning, but kind of similar image, right? Smoking Jay, vaping Joe. <laughs> Love it. Oh, it's good. That is good. Jewel Joe. Jewel Joe, come on. He says <laughs> maybe there's good. a trail of O's going into the horizon and a football Ooh, is rocketing through them. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that shirt is not <laughs> happening. I'm sorry. Next one coming in from Bumpy Buffalo. He says, hey, guys, going to throw $5 to the world tour for Ryan having to watch that terrible movie. Yeah. And all this talk of vaping, I think you got one thing wrong. Both Flacco and Vic would be blowing rings off a corn cob pipe. Moving on to my question. What's I going- totally can imagine you roll into Vic Fangio's office and he's just got a he's got a pipe, like a nice like with a big loop on the top of it, and he's just puffing on that and he's like, Oh step in. Have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Yes. If I can say that word. Yeah, you, you, he uh, there's no, uh in the opening scene when one one guy is sip is doing the pipe and then the other guy the the Nazi whips out his huge pipe. I can see Vic having one of those. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like I it's like um What's it called? Ivory? Yep. <laughs> yep. He says, moving on to my question, what's it going to take for you guys to feel okay about how the O-line is developing, and when do you really hit the panic button? Keep up the great pod. I want to see them hold off this this pass rush for multiple days in a row. Realistically, once once they get rolling, maybe after the Hall of Fame game, uh, maybe next week before the Hall of Fame game, I want to see them kind of win 40% of the time, just to be realistic. It, it can't... It's not going to be more than that. As much as you, as much as I do agree, you know, you want to see him win one of the next four practices, then that's a one in ten success rate. That's awful. We we got to see more than that. But it's just like the Rockies, though. Like you think <laughs> oh, if once they get one God. win, they can get a couple more. <laughs> oh man, but but that's what I'm realistically looking for is forty percent success rate. It looks like it's snowing out here, but it's just cotton. Oh God! Flying through the air. Oh my God! I hope you took some allergy meds. Dying as I'm dying of heat and allergies. <clears throat> All right, next one here is from Illinois Bronco. He says, "What's up, guys? Just received my free T-shirt in the mail today for becoming a BSN subscriber. Awesome." He said, "There's no way I could pass up that Philip Lindsay Mile High salute tee." I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic to get a Breckenridge Brewery sticker as well. That's Ooh. why they were all over your concert venue because we're throwing them in the package I with the, love with it. the uh, shirts. I love it. Anyways, he says, being from central Illinois, we don't have many breweries nearby, and the closest one is an hour away. I thoroughly enjoy trying new craft beer and getting some sort of souvenir, usually a growler from each one I visit. So thank you guys helping add to my souvenir collection. I love it. Same. Also, after listening to your podcast yesterday about the offensive line, I couldn't help but have flashbacks of the past few years of the quarterbacks constantly being under duress due to pass rushers getting through our line with ease. I noticed several comments about the offensive line, so I'll take a different approach with my question. Is the offensive line really that bad, <laughs> or is the defense that good? Multiple picks, pass breakups, defensive line, and blowing up the offensive line through camp. 
gives me a sense that Fangio is really the defensive master and, and mastermind, and our players are playing better in this system compared to the one they played in in previous years. Real different angle you took there. Yeah, I, I like the optimism that you have there. Um, but come on, the offensive line is supposed to have a mastermind of their own. Oh, you know, good point. So, yeah, I don't know. It's I I like painting optimistic views, and I and I like that you know what, what that that we did do that in the first segment. But you're just remiss if you're just gonna blow it off. Real quick, you mentioned picks and defense and secondary. I forgot to mention. I spread this take across a lot of different mediums the other day. <laughs> I said it on television. I said it on the radio. Woo! I said it on Twitter. And I said it on a, a, an online video. I forgot to say it on this podcast. How? Come on. This is, a, this is the OG. I know, but I, we had already recorded the podcast when the take developed into my mind. Bryce Callahan is a beast. And you're going to love him. And he's about to be your favorite one of your favorite players on the Broncos. Mm. So just just letting you know right now. Yep. Um, the dude is a straight baller. There's no comparison between him and Bradley Roby. He's way better. He's holding his own against Cortland Sutton, which is a terrible matchup size-wise. So there you go. There's the take that I spread across every medium except this one. He's He's been, like I said earlier, that was one of the most encouraging things. He's been so hot. Speaking of so hot. Next one coming in from Vaughn, father of Tom says, hey, guys, I feel like I'm at these camps with you guys with all these stories and pods. It's exactly what we want you to feel like. He says, the audio stories are a great addition for the site. Anyway, what are your past or present peak comparisons for this rookie class? I feel like Draymond Jones will be a fantastic player in the future. Thanks for keeping up with the training camp with pods, stories, and tweets. And for any listeners, follow these men on Twitter. They tweet about every play to keep you up to speed. Ah, I really appreciate that. You can follow me at Zach Stevens BSN, and you can follow Ryan at Ryan Koningsberg. Check this out. Henry. Oh, I didn't even mention it. So excited to be bringing back our college coverage at BSN. We had been teasing what Henry was going to be doing for a while. Uh, Henry is covering the buffs, my buffs, my beloved buffs, uh, for BSN now. And then we have Justin Michael covering your Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving them to you because you that one time gave me Sue Cravens. Um, really excited about it. Both of these guys are young grinders who I think are going to do awesome job on the beat. Uh, so make sure you read their stuff. Uh, check out the new shirts we got. If you, most of you that are listening to this already subscribe, but uh, we have new shirts. Obviously, if you aren't a new subscriber uh, or if you aren't a subscriber at all, Subscribe now, and if you want a buff shirt, you can get a buff shirt with your free shirt. Use the promo code Broncos Camp. We'll tell you more about that in a little bit. Um, Henry is at Pac-12 Media Days right now Ooh. in Hollywood, and he just texted me this. Hold on. He says, I sat at a random table, and one of the guys working this thing recognized my Breckenridge Brewery polo. He asked if I was from BSN. Hey. He catches two to three Broncos pods per week. Oh, that is pretty awesome. Cool. So shout out to Sh- him. Shout out to Vince. Vince. If you're listening to this. Pretty, 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 pretty awesome. Okay. Uh, were we answering a question? I forget what happened. Um, we were. What are your past or present peak comparisons for this year's rookie class? I don't I don't quite understand, Ryan. Okay. Um, all the players? Go quick. So, like, what's your ceiling for Noah Fant? Oh, ceiling for these guys. George Kittle? <sighs> sure. Okay, what's your ceiling for Dalton Reisner? Um, uh, 
a, a pro bowler. Okay. Well, what's your ceiling for Drew Locke? Oh, it's high, man. It's it's high. Aaron Rodgers? Sure. Yeah, okay. I'll go that far. I what's, loved him. What's your ceiling for Draymond Jones? Um, I mean, if we're going ceilings, Malik Jackson? Okay. Yeah. Let's play close it's very to different, home. but fair. Right. Uh, that's what enough. Demarcus Walker should be. <laughs> By the way, once again, it's Mr. Locke. First quarterback on the field, uh, second offensive player on the field, unless... He was uh, he was the first Colby Wadman, Drew Locke, and Colby Wadman's new competitor, Justin Vogel, were the first three to walk out here. Ryan, no punter talk in the first segment. Isn't that uh, who's Vogel? Is that isn't that McLovin's name before? Uh, I have no he idea. He becomes McLovin. <laughs> I think so. Anyways, he he looks like he could be a wide receiver. He's six four, two ten. What? Yeah. Yeah, pretty nuts. He's huh? Cortland Sutton. And Colby Wadman, how would you describe his physique? Um, not not to be mean. He's short. His physique is coming from a short guy. Looks like a average high school baseball player. <laughs> and he's going up against Mister Six Four Two Ten. He's going up against Cortland Sutton with a punter's leg. <laughs> I love a good competition. Love a good competition. That's new. That's now the hottest competition in camp. There's no competition, Ryan. It's over. <laughs> it's over. You're giving it to McLovin? Yes. And and enjoy your last couple weeks here, Colby. And who Aww. is a good guy? I, I, I As think I said on television the other day of Kevin Hogan, nice enough guy. <laughs> nice enough guy. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. That's Colby. It's Colby Wadman. Yep. But McLovin's coming for his job, and that's a thing now. His he, name he is has McLovin. His, he has his job. McLovin has his job. Wow, you're calling it just like yep. that? Yep. Even after the relationship between Tom McMahon and Colby <laughs> and Rigo up in Chico. I bet Tom has another good story. Who are you looking uh, at? Number 15 just walked on the field. No pads. No pads. No shoulder pads. I so Juwan Winfrey out another day. On Monday, of course, he missed practice. And the update on that was... Um, that he got rolled up in practice. It was a knee. But he's he's out here looking like he's going to run some routes. Hopefully he's all right. Uh, hopefully they're just being cautious. You never know. All right. Next one comes in from Sonny Rain. Says, quick, throw cold water on me. Did I just see a BSN Buffs podcast? Hey. Christmas in July, baby. Not only is Henry doing the BSN Buffs podcast, if you remember, the OG BSN Buffs podcast was once a week. Henry's going once a day on Ooh. this. It's got to be the first time in, in the history of the buffs that someone talked about the buffs every single day for an hour or in that range on the airwaves. Yeah, on the airwaves is the important thing because you've done that for, what, 10,000 Every day of my life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just mic me, baby, and we'll, just, <laughs> we'll have a podcast right then and there. Uh, but speaking of, I am going to try and make some appearances on the BSN Buffs podcast with Henry as he attempts to make history. Hmm... Uh, anyways, he Which says, would be what, two days in a row? That's all you need to make probably, history up there probably. in NCU? I think there has been some... Jesus, what is that? That's uh, It's what we call a bird insect. It is freaking huge. Ew, a, a giant thing just flew in here <laughs> that was the size of a pterodactyl. Anyways, he says, hey, I know I bag on Sutton, but I actually own the guy in my super deep dynasty league. He can ride my bench for a while until he becomes a tight end again. Wow. Wow. Seriously, he should just get chunky and switch. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> he says vaping. I do. But I'll never be the guy that pulls out the giant vaporizer and blows out 
masses of ma- massive amounts of choo choo. Choo choo. It's like a steam engine. <laughs> he says I'm too old and I think I'd look ridiculous. Well, <laughs> he says a calm, low key vapor is cool. Enjoy it with some mature wine or some strawberry sky, maybe. I bet you there's a strawberry uh, vape that goes Ooh. nicely. Now, does it blow pink or does it blow white? It still blows white. Oh, okay. I don't think you need wh- whatever coloring <laughs> they would need to put in that. I don't think you need that in your lungs. Um, anyways, he says, man, that sounds good right about now, but I'd have to drive 100 miles to San Diego to get Strawberry Sky. Help me, Breck Brew. Huntington Beach needs you. Man, you're living up in Huntington mm. Beach with a glass of wine and a jewel sitting on the table, <laughs> looking out at the water. <laughs> I. Uh, it's better than being in this extremely hot tent. Yes, where, let's just say, my body's getting moist. Don't say that. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> the truth. I'm, I'm beyond that. I'm in a full sweat. Yeah. Anyways, he says, go Buffs and go BSN. I love that you're a Buffs fan because I couldn't have, tell, couldn't have told from your name. <laughs> That's actually true. Next one coming in from Willie Thomas. Says, how has Sutton bounced back from early drops? I think this should be a huge concern. If Sanders can't go and Sutton has the drops, we are in trouble. And then when the season ends and Sanders leaves, we are in trouble again. Not to mention Winfrey is already banged up again. Phil talked about how comfortable he is in the passing game today. How active are running backs in the passing game with this scheme? Can we get Phil's touches anywhere close to McCaffrey or Bell? Uh, On Sutton, I think he's bounced back well from the early drops, but then he did have another dropsy day the other day. Um, So it's been two practices out of five. Right. Which isn't exactly what you want to see. Not not self-proclaimed number one receiver game there. Yeah. Did uh, really quick Willie Thomas... Juwan Winfrey may have just heard you. Yeah, Juwan Winfrey thinks you're concerned about him, did, but that's did, okay. Did he look over? A little bit. Uh-oh. Uh, no, Juwan's going to be fine. He's not over here anymore, so I'm not just saying that. But I think this is uh, – I realize he's had injury concerns, but this is a very light injury. Yeah. These yeah, things happen to – hope- it's going to happen to everyone. Not everyone, but there's always going to be guys who it happens to during camp. Yeah. Phil will be very involved in the passing game. Very, very involved. As he should be. He, he very well should be. Next one coming in from Chilango Broncos. Says, hey, guys, when are we going to get some strawberry sky in Mexico? That, that thing sounds delicious. Wanted to ask if you have a favorite Mexican beer other than Corona. Definitely not Corona. <laughs> Corona <laughs> well, is actually by far my least favorite Mexican beer. What would your beer? favorite be? Because to, to be honest, I don't drink a lot of Mexican beer because from what I've heard, they're like on the same ground as a lot of color, a lot of united states beers but they're more expensive because they're imported very uh i, I strongly disagree like really? you wouldn't put a lime in a coors light i thought we were talking every beer but corona you put uh, so anyways pacifico. my pick is pacifico yeah uh i think pacifico is an incredible beer i love yeah. it uh and a pacifico with a lime in it that's heaven right there i even like pacifico light some people hate on that because it is very very light but I'm t- I'm in Mexico here. It's you know 90 degrees. I'm on the beach. I'm just trying to drink these things, you know, for an hour. I had like a Dos Equis Black Label or something. It sounded very fancy. It was just a normal beer, and it was good. It was good. So you're going with that? Sure. Yeah. What about like Negro Modelo? Never had it. All right. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. 
Or is it Modelo Negro? That would make more sense in Spanish. <laughs> he says, also, Ryan, which coach from Last Chance U is your favorite, Brown or Buddy? Oh, 100% Brown. Broncos talk, unless you want to defend that. I mean, it's just Brown, he's more hip. He's, like, from Compton. Um, he is hilarious to me. Um, Buddy Stevens is, like, just classic scripted football coach. Mm. You know, like, if you were making a drama about a football team, you'd make him the coach. Jason Brown is, like... He's just wild. <laughs> he says, also, I kind of missed this time last year when Keenan was doing amazing stuff and Sutton was bringing every ball down. If the season went so bad after a good training camp, what is going to happen this season in which the offense doesn't look good? Much love. Well, if you want to be optimistic, you can say it's going to do the opposite of what happened in training camp. I'm kind of relieved that the offense doesn't look so amazing. Like I, I, I wish they would look better. But I'm, I would have been so scared to sit here on the podcast every day and say, I don't know what to tell you guys. Right. Flacco never misses, you right. know? like For a second straight year, we're telling you the exact same thing. Yeah, like we were wrong on Keenum. It's, I still don't take any blame for it because we could only report what we saw. We weren't wrong. We, weren't, we were reporting what we saw. Right, right. But we thought he was going to be good because of what we saw. So we were wrong on that. Um, so I, I, I'm just a little bit relieved that I don't have to sit here every day and be like, guys... I hope it works out better than last time, but Flacco has, hasn't thrown an, all, an incompletion all camp. Yeah, exactly. He, next one coming in from The OC says, what up? What's up, guys? Just picked up my Breckenridge brews all the way in California. They only had to the Irish stout, but look forward to trying the Strawberry Sky. As Irish stout is great, too. Yes. It tastes like it's a, it's a nice dessert beer. It almost tastes like chocolate milk beer. Yeah. That's that's delicious. The nice little foaming top. He says, also, as far as Sunday ticket, you can sign up to have it streamed through the student deal. This is how I've done it in the past few years. It's $25 a month for four months or $100 up front. That's the if, same thing. <laughs> if you aren't a college student, it's okay. You can use someone else's info. There you go. As is asked for their first and last name, school, and date of birth to confirm. Not a student email. I, Meaning, can't, en- I can't encourage that. Because that would mean like I'm that, that would me be me also encouraging people to just like share their BSN Denver log. <laughs> Watch what you're saying. Meaning you can pull up a college depth chart and get Sunday ticket cheap. Wow. NFL streams on Reddit works almost as good as free. Is uh, hold on, you're just putting and free. <laughs> this guy's just throwing in Lavisca Chenault Jr. in his sign-up sheet. Exactly, exactly. Wow. With his date of birth, because he's got it. He says, speaking of of Reddit on the sub. On the red Reddit sub, I came across a post where somebody stole your homegrown shirt idea. This really made me mad. Here's the link. Uh-oh. I'm going to click it. It's probably going to freeze my computer and Uh-oh. stop the podcast. Here we go. It's pulling up. No it's way. It's literally our exact shirt. No it, way. Does it say BSN It even it? says BSN Denver on No it. way. So honestly, hey, you know, you want to... Does he have all our shirts there? I don't know. What's on the right, though? Oh, you can put it on different... Things. Oh, it's different colors. It looks ugly. Wow. Um, why was that posted on Reddit? Like, hopefully you corrected them. I, I know you did. Um, anyways, this stuff happens. I didn't know that it did until we got into the t-shirt business. The funny thing is, at one point, someone accused us of stealing their idea, but they released their shirt after ours, and we had the <laughs> screenshots to prove it. That was pretty funny. Also, theirs was so freaking ugly. Um, anyways, this stuff happens. That uh, looks like a dress. There isn't, yeah. There isn't much we can really do about it, unfortunately, unless we want to try and like sue them. But anyways, the the person who should really be mad about it is Phil, 
because he gets a cut when it when they come when it comes from us. Mm, so make sure you're supporting the real people over here. Next one coming in from Sand Monkey Twenty Seven says, "Yo Ryan, since you mentioned Last Chance You this season has been crazy. It's an amazing show and highly recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it. Thank you." Sometimes Speaking of the other day, whew, Bachelor was off the chain. It wasn't even an op- an episode. It was just. Uh. Uh, it was just the men tell all That's episode. That's it's the most drama packed. A lot of drama. Luke P got grilled. I actually thought it was a little too much. Oh. I, I felt bad for Luke P. Wow. He got, I didn't think that was possible from everything I've heard about Luke P. I know. It just felt like bullying to me. I kind of felt bad for Luke P. He uh, got pushed around. Wow. He says, sometimes it just makes makes you say, man, I wish I had their talent. Coach Brown is the man, too. He definitely is a character. Who would you rather be coached by, Buddy Stevens or Coach Brown? That's so weird. Uh, Coached by... Still Coach Brown. I feel like me and Coach Brown will be boys. Wow. Since Zach never saw Last Chance You, has, have either of you seen QB1 on Netflix? I haven't. I haven't either. I've if heard you good haven't, things, though. it follows three high school quarterbacks through their senior years. Notable quarterbacks are Jake Fromm, Justin Fields, and Tate Martell. The series is really good, and it made me a Jake Fromm fan. So when you diss him, you're dissing my boy. Just playing. He hasn't lived up to his potential, in my opinion, at Georgia, but he... But he, the show, made him easy to cheer for. Hope training camp is going well for y'all. As always, go Broncos. Speaking of hating on quarterbacks, just because it's Pac-12 media days and it's on my mind, I just wanted to remind everyone that Justin Herbert sucks. Yes, yes, and hopefully John Elway will not draft him next year. I don't think he'll have to. All right, from Boucher all day, he says, I think Drew Locke's nickname needs to be the Locksmith because there isn't a single D that can lock him out of the end zone. (laughs) Not bad. As for Kevin Hogan... Triple A is on their way because he's locked out. Wow. Ruthless. He says, is it weird that I'm more excited about watching the defense than the offense this year? Not at all. I mean, all the hype and the storylines are going to make this season spectacular. After hearing the Chris Harris Jr. sound bite, it made me remember that the season went on a uh, the season they went on a tear with all the turnovers and recoveries and pick, six, pick sixes. I just hope the offensive line doesn't hold back this offense's potential. Just imagine how lethal this team would be if Flacco had a cleaner pocket. Thanks again for all you guys do. Definitely make the days go by faster when I have something to look forward to. Boucher all day. Love you chiming in. I don't, I don't know about, uh, about lethal. I'm just trying to get up to average, but slightly below average. That's where I'm at right now. Real quick, wanted to tell you guys about the deal we're running right now for BSN non-subscribers. BSN subscribers are already getting a hell of a deal just by being with us. Uh, but if you're not a subscriber yet, use the promo code BRONCOSCAMP. What it's going to give you is $10 off uh, the one-year subscription, a free T-shirt of your t- choice from bsndenvermerch.com, which now includes buffs and Rams shirts. Didn't even mention the Rams shirt. The Rams shirt's pretty dope, too, if yep. you're into that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You'll be wearing one soon. You're going to get all of our stories read to you, usually by Zach or I. So far, I think this all of them, we've read our story. Um, I had a media member this morning, Romy Bean, told me that she read my story on Rich Scangarello and Kyle Shanahan and the bootleg yesterday. She's like, I I read your story. Well, actually, I listened to your story while I was putting on makeup this morning. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. So um, when you're putting on your makeup, that goes for all of you, um, you can listen to Zach or I read a story to you. It's pretty cool. Uh, And that's just one of the many, many, many things we do. And, of course, you get the exclusive right to comment on this podcast and make our podcast go way longer like it is today. Yes, exactly. All right, let's take a quick break to tell you about Weinster. Weinster is an incredible wine subscription. Um, 
it's different than all the other ones that you've heard of because they're working with small wineries that aren't big enough to attract the attention of the total bevs of the world. No, no hate on total bev. We got love for total bev. But Weinster's getting a totally different type of product uh, than they are, and, and that's really cool because there's so many wineries out there. Just kind of the way that one of our commenters earlier mentioned how he likes to try out all these different microbreweries. That's kind of how it is with wineries now. There's micro wineries, and, and they're not as popular as micro breweries, but man, do they make some good wines. I had one the other day uh, from the, my Weinster box, and it was fantastic. By the way, Zach, Vic Fangio, sweater. Oh, come on, buddy. Same outfit as every day so far. Please don't, please don't faint out here, Vic. And Jake Butt is out here. He has a big sleeve over his left leg. And he, is, he will not be practicing. No, he will not be practicing. Um, so, uh, anyways, check uh, out Brian, Weinster. It. Check out Weinster. Use the promo code BSN25 to get $25 off your shipment, first shipment of wine. I love Weinster. I hate that Jake Butt is not out here practicing. Uh, he tweeted something today earlier that was like, adversity makes you stronger, something along those lines. It doesn't, doesn't seem good. Ugh. Next one coming in from Not Philip Lindsay. He says, hey, guys, I finally subbed. This is my favorite comment of the day, by the way. I finally, do you want to read it? Sure. Says, hey guys, I finally subbed to this amazing pod. Here it goes. My excuse is that I'm a broke high school student and I rely on handouts for money. <laughs> we can all relate. He says, I think I'm the youngest person to listen to this pod being 14. Hey. 14, Zach. But I think that this would be the dream job. I also would love to analyze my favorite team and do all the fun things you guys get to do while getting paid. He put paid in all caps, but we don't get paid in all caps. We get paid in lowercase. <laughs> Anyways, he says, uh, by the way, just 14. He asked his, he had to ask his parents for money to subscribe. <laughs> yep, that is too cool. That is so legendary. I mean, are we talking like, what, freshman in high school? We're not Probably. just talking high schooler. By the way, if you're younger, let us know. Let we got to know. know who's the youngest yep. person to listen yep. to this podcast. And you don't, your, your kids don't count. Currently, it's not Philip Lindsay. It is not Philip Lindsay. It's not Philip Lindsay. It's not him. Right. Anyways, he says, I haven't really heard much about Draymond Jones and Justin Hollins. Uh, how have they been doing? Also, if you could bring a former Bronco that is not a quarterback to this team, who would it be and why? Former Bronco that is not a quarterback to this team. Oh, boy. Do you go offensive line? Do you just um, go stud? Do you go Steve Atwater? Oh, God. Do you go Shannon Sharp? Ooh. Now, obviously, Terrell Davis, but... You'd be you'd be bringing a a ninety to a one hundred. Is there a better position to do that with? Man, who I'm thinking like if you could replicate the Malik Jackson season from the interior right now. You're bringing Malik Jackson back. I'm not necessarily saying Malik Jackson. I'm just think talking about how if you could have an interior, a strong interior pass rush. That could be a game changer. Mecklen maybe you just put Mecklenburg mm, uh, as an interior. Trade, yeah, yeah, you put yeah. him as an interior pass rusher. Um, or I would probably go Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Shannon's a hard one to not go with. Um, Draymond Jones and Justin Hollins, just quickly on them. Draymond's flashed a little recently. Justin Hollins has not been practicing, I think, the last two practices. Um, and he's... I personally just wouldn't count on him to have a major role this year. He is learning two positions in the NFL his rookie year. I don't know why they did that. But if it works out, it works out. I just If it doesn't work out, we're saying DeMarcus Walker. It looks like he's in over his head right now because he is in over his head right, right now. So 
just yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at on that. So love having you on board, not Philip Lindsay. And thanks thanks to your parents. Next one coming in from Shaggy McLovin the third. He says, Hey guys, so I have a fantasy question for you. And me and my old friends from high school league, we decided this year to keep to have two keepers, but each one will be your first picks. I decided to keep my first round pick last year, Julio Jones, and my steal, Philip Lindsay, who I got off waivers after week two last year. I think I got a steal in this scenario this year. Also keepers weren't other people's also keepers were other people's, not mine. My biggest point Am I too cocky, or is it as good as I believe? And could you create a better fantasy, realistic fantasy, one and two going this year? Realistically, meaning you wouldn't have your first two round picks. Okay, so is he good using Phillip for a second round pick? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, I think getting Phil. I mean, think of how fast um, these guys go. Those running backs go right off the top of the board. Yep. And you're going to have, a, if you're in a PPR league, that's where Phil's really going to deliver value for you. Yeah, I I agree with that. You you were uh you were looking at something. Something catch your eye out there? I saw. I don't. I don't want to say it. Oh, uh, you saw a jersey? No. Oh, something bad? I just saw like a couple people go over and hug Jake Butt, and that could be nothing. Like it wasn't like a you know an emotional embrace, but it was kind of like a you know just like a little bro hug, but yeah. a little more than that. I just I don't I I don't want to overblow it, but it did catch my eyes like. I think we'll get some information, some pretty telling information this afternoon. So we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Next one coming in from Big Al 80. He says, hey, guys, new subscriber here. Love it. I've been listening to the pod for a couple of months, and I loved it. I can't believe I'm just discovering this. I'm always the one wanting to know every detail on what's going on in training camp and just the Broncos in general. I've been a Broncos fan since I was four years old and have never missed a game. So if he's been watching cover following broncos for nine years then he'll be younger than not philip Lindsay. wait hold on he's been covering the broncos or he's been watching the broncos since he was four where did you get the nine years i'm saying if oh if it's been nine years (laughs) so we're so happy to have you on board uh and that's exactly what we our mission is at bsn is to just provide the diehard fan with all the coverage they need so you are absolutely in the right place we want the person who thinks there's no way there could be too much good coverage thinking, God, there might be too much good coverage. <laughs> Next one coming in from Dan Burke. Oh, we got a two-parter. He says, it's Wednesday, so we got to get mad. I Wait, can- Zach, what's uh, what's this called? Uh, I call it Whacked Out Wednesday, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Wired Up Wednesday. Oh, Have my I hit God. It? No. Neither of those two? It's, it's, it's not as catchy as you want it to be. Uh, why? Is that a failure on your part? No, it's We Get Mad Wednesday. Oh, We Get Mad Wednesday. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue as well. It, I don't know why. I just like it. I yeah, just, it's good. It makes sense. It, it's so good that you can't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, he says, I can't rem- I'm going to take over. <laughs> I like it. He says, I can't remember what day Peter King was out there, but he put out a vlog. Peter King does vlogs. Wow. And in it, he said quote drew Locke just had a terrible practice yes. joe flacco is about 16 miles ahead of drew Locke right now i'm not sure what he saw because i don't remember hearing Locke had any terrible practices actually th- this is a great point someone yesterday a non-broncos fan but a sports fan said they had heard joe flacco was miles and miles above everyone else in, in terms of quarterbacks and that was the word they used was miles so i had no idea where they got that from um and i didn't ask for a follow-up that's probably where and Peter King has a pretty big audience. But, guys, Peter King was out here two days, I believe. 
It's probably the day where he saw Drew Locke throw two interceptions on tips in seven on seven. Let's just be fair about where they were and the importance of them. Drew Locke has not been terrible. Oh, God. I, I have respect for Peter King. Um, and he's earned the right to do things the way that he does. You can't just drop in, watch one practice, and then make like this big, you like you drop the hammer, you know? Um, that's just not the way that training camp works. And so, again, I realize that he's, he, he's not going to cover the Broncos for all of training camp. But I just, you, you don't just get to, you know, fly into uh, the, the airport right over here where the Bolins go in and out of <laughs> and show up for practice, watch for a few minutes, and then pop out. It's just that's not how training camp works. So Drew Locke did have a bad practice that day. It's the one bad practice he had. And, and bad almost feels like too much. I was going to say terrible is certainly not the case. Terrible is not the case. And then here's the other thing. I don't think Joe Flacco's been good enough to be, what do you say, 16 miles ahead of anyone. Nope. Um, he's 16 miles ahead of me, probably. But out there, I, I, I wish I was could say that. Yeah. He should be miles and miles ahead of any of these other guys. You guys know from last year, we're not afraid to say a quarterback's doing great. No. So I would say he's about three miles ahead of everyone else, which is a long ways. Um, he's, not as far, he's not as far as that was made out to be. And Drew Locke isn't as bad as, and hasn't had a practice as bad as all caps terrible. Right, exactly. He goes on and says, anyway, I haven't been hearing much about Tim Patrick until yesterday. I heard that he struggled with drops. Patrick might have might have been sharpied with that number four receiver spot, but if Winfrey keeps showing out and Patrick continues to struggle, then I could definitely see Winfrey being favored over him. Not to mention Winfrey was handpicked by this current coaching staff in the front office, traded up to get him. He continues and says, okay, really, really quick, yes, I agree with you. Winfrey's going to get it if he can stay healthy. And that's and he's already not saying healthy. And that that's my only problem I've ever had with Winfrey is is the health. I love the talent I've seen. He goes on and says, also I need to get mad at the Broncos secondary being ranked 11th by PFF. They have the freaking Cardinals ranked sixth, and Patrick Peterson is suspended for six games. Shake my head. I genuinely believe this will be a top five secondary as far as passing yards allowed goes, and I expect it to be near top in interceptions. Definitely not 11th. Yeah. Like I said, secondary's looking good so far, and you know what helps the secondary? Pass rush. So it's looking good. Agreed. Uh, next one. Lone Star Bronco. Saw something on Instagram from quote-unquote Broncos today. You know them? I don't know. <laughs> Saying Noah Fant has been turning heads in the red zone. Uh, have y'all seen this as well? Yeah. That's been about the one place where he's made yep, an impact. Yep, I was just going to say, that's the only place, and it's a good place to make an impact, but that's the only place he's caught passes. Yeah, he's got to show it all over the field. But, hey, you know what? If he can go out there this year and, and he only contributes in the red zone and he catches six touchdown passes, Zach, I'm calling that a win oh, yeah. for the Broncos. I mean, it, isn't that what he was a specialist in in college? Was He didn't catch that many passes for being like an, an absolute stud, but they were a third of them were for touchdowns. Yep. He goes on, how's Kareem Jackson been? Haven't heard much about him. Really solid. Yep. Just solid. Yep, very solid all over the field. Sticky in coverage. Making play. He did have one interception. Um, Bryce Callahan, for me, has stole the show of the entire secondary. But Kareem's looked good. And, and it's funny. As I was spreading my, Kareem, or my Bryce Callahan take across the world, I remembered he was my number one target in free agency. Mm. So I, was, I just wanted to remind everyone that I was right about something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he goes on and says, not Broncos related, but I just finished up the BSN Buffs podcast. 
Henry did a great job. Y'all have groomed him well. Being a new Buffs fan, I look forward to growing with him as a fan and increasing my knowledge. Well, you're in a rare rare breed as a new Buffs fan. Most of us are just still here because we've always, always been here. Um, but I respect you jumping on the bandwagon at, in the darkest of times. Not All the right. darkest, but in dark times. All right, help me with this next one, Ryan. It comes in from Ole Malaria. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that – it's an O-I underscore. Oh, it's an I, huh? I don't know. Or or is it a lowercase L? All right, so are we talking about, like, the oh, disease? O-line – the offensive line has malaria. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Well, wouldn't that be a ca- – Help us out. You got to help us out. Maybe it's Ol Malaria. Sure. We'll go, we'll go with that. He says, hey, guys, new subscriber here. You finally beat me into submission with the new college football content. Right on. Just kidding. I'm glad to pony up and finally be an official member of this great community. We're happy to have you. I wanted to offer a little perspective on the offensive line situation early in camp. I don't think it's time for fans to panic. Yet. Okay, Vic Fangio. Offensive line is one of the few position groups that relies heavily on cohesion. It takes a little time to get a feel for the guy next to you, how they move, communicate, etc. Right now, you have a group of guys who haven't really played together much. One of those guys is getting the first ever NFL snaps. Also, they have a new position coach to adjust to. Plus, they barely had pads on. Trust me, it's hard to get a decent feel for blocking without pads. And... On top of all that, they're trying to make these adjustments against the likes of Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Derek Wolf, and company. So, I think it's right for us to be a little worried at this point in camp, but we shouldn't get, but we should keep things in perspective. I'll give Munchak a few weeks to knit the group together. If they still look sketchy as camp goes on with plenty of padded practices under their belt, I'll be the first one yelling panic from the mountaintops. Thanks for the great content. I'm glad to finally be a part of the BSN family. Side note. Okay. Any thoughts for the Air Force Academy coverage? I know there needs to be a demand and resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, you give, them a, you give them an inch and they want a mile. Um, not, not in this stage for BSN. Um, one day, maybe. One day, if Air Force wins a national championship. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to, it was a big decision to dedicate the resources to Buffs and Rams, and we held off on it for a year until we felt we were in a position where we could do it comfortably. But there has to be a demand there, like you mentioned, and I personally haven't seen it. But like I said, maybe they go, you know, beat Notre Dame one of these years and uh, and and vault themselves back into the conversation. Right, exactly. Uh, and to, to by the way, I have the utmost respect for the athletes there. Oh, it their is. life is so much harder than mine uh, that I I have I just can't say enough about how much I respect those kids. It is. I mean, just first off, what they're doing and the service that they're giving is is unbelievable. We we can't put it into words how grateful we are. But like you said, the athletes. I know what those tests are like. Um, because I know someone going through that process now, it is unbelievable that someone can be in shape to pass the physical test needed to get into a service academy and then be an offensive lineman. It's mind-blowing. It's unbelievable. And I'm really happy for them that after reversing the decision that they could go into pro sports, now we're going – I'm not even going to say who or why. Now we're going back to allowing them – to go right into the pros and then do their service later and defer their service. So I'm really happy for the players that they get that because they dedicate so freaking much. Exactly. And to, to just hit on your football point there, OL Malaria. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. 
But here's the but I'll add. I think it could take a full year for this group to gel, and that's why maybe you don't hit the panic button now, but concern isn't that, okay, it's just going to take two weeks for them to gel. It's going to take a year for them to gel. Next one's from Steve Atwater, Hall of Fame. He says, I love all the inf inside information you guys bring to us when it comes to training camp. It's the little things, like which players get on the field first or who are the last to leave that I enjoy most. Aside from the jersey changes and lack of music, I'm curious to know if there are any obvious differences in the structure of training camp practices when compared to Vance Joseph. Are the drills, tempo, and team periods similar to the previous regimes? Or do you notice a, pal a palpable difference in the coaches and players' approach to training camp? Two things I've noticed. Longer practices. These practices are almost three hours long. That's so freaking long. Vic said, if you had a halftime in there, we're, we're practicing for an entire game. Makes sense again. Um, uh, and the second thing is... Tons, tons of team reps. Tons of team reps. Tons of team reps. I, I feel like there's less special teams yeah. by a little bit. Literally like five minutes at a time. Yep. And then the last thing here um, that I've noticed is there's not yelling. Very little yelling. Now it's happened. It's, it's going to happen all the time. But Vic Fangio made such a great point. He always does that. He's really good at making great points. He said, I don't want our coaches yelling at the players when they're out there on the field because they don't get to do that in the games. So let them figure it out themselves. Then if you, want, if you need to yell at them, go yell at them in the, in the film room when you play it back. Exactly. Next so one good. coming in from Ooh Benny Lava says, Brothers, I've got a hypothetical for you. Let's say the Broncos are picking in f at 15 in next year's draft and after an 8-8 eight and eight season. Entering the 2020 season, Drew Locke is the unquestioned starter. Are you starter. waiting for me to hit the dab in there? <laughs> the Broncos are probably need – the Broncos' needs are probably looking like offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, and maybe some secondary pieces. If Chenault is sitting there at 15, do we yes. have to take him? Yes. It yes. seems like all his homegrown success we've had with Colorado players, that might be the right dream scenario. Um, I'm especially hyped after watching the Buffs' film review of the guy. Hey. He's a monster and be very fun to watch in what would be one of the youngest and most exciting offenses in the league, especially if everyone else takes a step forward. Much love, fam, and congrats on getting coverage up and rolling on the Buffs and Rams. That is too cool, as Zach would say, and it seems like he's always paying dividends from the other comments I read. Who knows? I might have to start paying attention to college sports now. To answer your question, yes. You, if you're there at 15 and LaVisca is on the board, you have to take him. <laughs> he is – there's no one like him. Like, you, I've seen people want to compare him to Julio Jones and Quan Bolden. Someone said he's a combination of the two. There's never been someone like LaVisca Chenault. Zach, have you ever heard of someone who is a deep threat receiver and is also a short down running, short distance running back? <laughs> Pretty versatile. There's never been a person like that. He's the first of his kind. Number one overall pick? He may be the last of his kind. <laughs> He's like LeBron. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to take him. I'm so curious what he does this year when the hype has never been bigger. He's going to kill it. He doesn't feel pressure. <laughs> By the way, just got another text from Henry. Henry, Henry and I text a lot. Um, I would text Zach more, but he never responds. <laughs> uh, he told Not me that, true. He told me that he got both LaVisca Chanel and Nate Landman, who are both um, first-team All-Pac-12 preseason, on his, on his podcast for hey. today. So he's the only Denver media member, or Colorado media member, Buffs media member at Pac-12 Media Days right now, and it's paying dividends. That is dope. That is, you guys got to tune in today. Okay. From Steve Atwater Hall of Fame again. Jeez, come on, Steve. No, just kidding. The Bears are predicted to have the number one defense next year. We got their defensive coaches. 
But do the Broncos have the better have the talent to be better than the Bears this year? That made me take a look at their depth chart. Player for player, choose who you would rather have um, between the Broncos or Bears player when compared to their respective position. Derek Wolf or Akeem Hicks? I'd take Hicks. Yeah, I probably would as well. Shelby Harris or Eddie Goldman? Oh, this is hard because Goldman was so good last yeah, year. Yeah, Eddie Goldman going off last year. But Shelby could have that year this year. Yep, he could. Adam Gotsis or Bilal Nichols? I would take Gotsis. Yeah, sure. Bradley Chubb or Khalil Mack? Now, keep in mind, Bradley Chubb had more sacks. Khalil Mack. I mean, come on. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. Uh, yeah, you're taking Khalil Mack, but barely. You never know. A year in Vic Fangio's could vault yeah, him above absolutely, him. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this one's obvious. Todd Davis or Oquan Smith? We don't even have to answer. Von Miller or Leonard Floyd? That one's obvious as well. Yep. Josie Jewell or Danny Trevathan? That one's obvious as well. Yep. It's Danny. Chris Harris or Kyle Fuller? That one's Chris. obvious as well. You're taking Easy. Chris. Bryce Callahan or Duke Shelley? I'll take Callahan. Yep. Uh, Kareem Jackson slash Justin Simmons or HaHa Clinton Dix? Is uh, he on that team? I didn't even realize he was on that team. I didn't either. Kareem. I don't think he was. I think I think, I think he's, he's a new, new addition. Yeah. Will Parks or Eddie Jackson? You got to go Jackson. He yes. was such a baller last yes. year. So what? So that favors the Bears? Uh, by a little bit? Yep. Next one is from Beef Supreme. In his presser during a question uh, at the end about the rookies, Adam Gotsis went out of his way to say he's impressed by the young corners stepping up. Which young corners have been stepping up? Have any impressed you? Yadam. Got to be Yadam. Yes, absolutely Yadam. Number 26 looks like the third-round corner that John always tried to find. Wow, a third-round corner working out? <laughs> Could it be true? Hey, Brendan Langley looks good at receiver. With the fourth team. <laughs> Third team. I'll give him a break. Brian, Sometimes the second. Brian Boz comes in. Maybe a little uh, Bosby love here. Yep. Says, hey, guys, been a Broncos fan since the age of six, and I've been a pretty avid listener to the pod and finally subscribed. Thank you. Safe to say I'll probably be the only fan in central New York with a Philly Lindsay, Phil Lindsay homegrown T-shirt. I wouldn't say that's safe to say. Since New York has three teams to pick from and I went astray. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, with all those fans there, I wouldn't think that. New York's a melting pot. They're, they don't even have fans of those teams there. Getting to football, I may have missed you guys discussing this in the last couple pods, but I wanted to hear you guys' take on the comment made from Fangio about Drew Locke not being a quarterback yet. I feel like it was premeditated response that has a couple of takeaways from it. First, would be Fangio knows the type of player Locke is and wants to put in extra work to speed up his development. So he has said that to add a little extra fuel to Locke's fire. The second would be to give Flacco a little breathing room, considering how he did last year with Lamar breathing down his neck. I feel he may not have that strong-willed mentality due to his pre-draft interviews, and I think Fangio is trying to aid his ego. We know how we all are as Denver fans, and I think if you see Flacco struggle, we are going to have another Case Keenum-Chad Kelly scenario on our hands. Thanks for the awesome pod. Keep up the good work. So happy to have you rolling with us, Brian. I think that was a time where it was just the truth. All Vic Fangio was giving us the truth. Drew Locke is a pitcher who throws really hard but doesn't know how to pitch yet. That's what he's got to learn to do. He's got to learn how to paint the corners. Ah, but he's, he's made the right reads, which makes me feel like he is – a little more of a quarterback than Vic wanted to give him credit for. Well, he's going to be a quarterback. By the way, Zach, I'm sorry you have to miss this, but your boy, Justin uh, Vogel, McLovin, is uh, getting some work out here right now. Is he crushing it? I can't really tell. It goes right out of the view of the tent. With the tight ends? Yeah. Where's he getting work he's at? Getting, he's getting some serious work. Safety? Is he even bigger than Riley Dixon was? Because Riley Dixon was big, too. Riley Dixon was huge. All right, next one is from Bad188. Buzzer beater. Nope. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. There's so many questions, I'm running out of breath. 
Nice hit there from your boy. Um, <laughs> great coverage, my dudes. The Twitter feeds, BS on articles, and pods are straight gold. I just re-upped with the camp promo you guys have going on. Best 35 bucks I've ever spent. Hey. He said, I've had zero emails from my fellow BSN fam regarding the Hall of Fame weekend meetup. Please email me at badwin88 at gmail.com. That's B-A-D-W-A-N-88 at gmail.com. Or tweet him at bad188, B-A-D-O-N-E, B-A-D-O-N-E-88. If you're interested to link up, we'll be more than happy to organize. Ryan and Zach, could you please send me a six-pack of Strawberry Sky? I can't find any anywhere near me. I'm 100% serious. <laughs> Most expensive six-pack you'll ever have. Maybe I'll pack some mm-hmm. when I go to the Hall of Fame game. I love that idea. That's legal, by the way. <laughs> Next one coming in from Space Bar says, Just wanted to let you guys know I was still out here. Haven't heard questions from the likes of Ryan Clayman, Gunnar Levitz- Litvatsky. Wow, I was thinking of uh, uh, Laviska. Ah, uh, I always Rhett, am thinking of LaVisca. Or Polly from Waukesha, or somewhere in Wisconsin. In a while. I spent the last week catching up on a three weeks of the podcast. Things are a little busy around here. My wife got accepted to Trinity College, Dublin. Congrats. So we are moving to Ireland soon. Looks to be in January. So I'm looking to find if there are any Ireland Denver Broncos fans out there that can hit me up. His email address is scorpion underscore seven at hotmail.com. I do not have any other social media accounts besides LinkedIn. Glad to be listening to Training Camp Talk again, as it means the regular season is quickly approaching. More, le- more from an OG later. Go Broncos. Thanks for chiming in, Spacebar. We missed you. All right, we're, we're getting close here to the end here. Last, last two questions on this question-filled final segment here. From Humpback Chubb 55 He did shorten the name finally. Yep. He says, hey, guys, I agree with the Breck Peach Beer. In fact, our, our family grows our own organic orchard in Palisade. That's why I travel to Boulder so frequently. If you're ever in Boulder on a Saturday, come stop by the farmer's market and I'll hook it up with the best peaches out there. Sounds so good right now. You have to tell me twice. Anyways, he says, tell Breck Brew when they're ready. We'll have the supply for the beer. No questions. Just wanted to say the training camp takes are awesome and my fill shirt is so soft. (laughs) Love having you on board, Humpback Chubb 55. And that is awesome about your Palisade peaches. Okay, the final one. By the way, I want those peaches so badly. The final one here is from Polish Filipino. Hey, fellows. The audio stories are awesome. Way to be progressive and make my BSN subscription that much more enjoyable. Just curious, what position the Broncos uh, will look at to bolster through the remaining free agents or potential cuts in the next month? What have you seen so far? Uh, these guys are going to be backups. Maybe maybe linebacker if Todd Davis is still out longer than expected, but you're not going to get any help, any, any significant help. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. I am hot and out of breath, and we, we can't allow that many questions ever again. <laughs> we, gotta be, we, can't, we can't take days off. It's just <laughs> the, the new thing. We just <laughs> can't have a day off. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for chiming in. We love having all of your, uh, your interaction on the podcast, and we know that you commenting means you still love us. So with that, we're going to wrap things up on today's BSN Broncos podcast. Subscribe using Broncos Camp. Oh, and if you like this podcast, go ahead and hit us with a review on iTunes. Anyways. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.
Hyperelectric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com.